This past week, Freedom Caucus Republican Representative Ken Buck announced that he would not, in fact, be seeking re-election next year. And after his current term expires, he is officially retired from the House of Representatives. Now, this actually comes as a pretty decent blow to the Republican Party. Of course, Ken Buck has held that seat for many, many years. So now Republicans are going to have to spend more money than they had probably initially planned because they're going to have an open seat. And that just makes it a little more iffy. Um, I haven't looked at the makeup of Ken Buck's district, but if it's a district that has reelected him, you know, many, many, many times, Republicans are probably going to keep the seat, but maybe not. Maybe Ken Buck's parting message to the world is enough to make the Republicans in his district realize how corrupt and stupid and deceitful the Republican party has become because Ken Buck did not just say, ah, I'm done after this, you know, term I'm leaving Bye, sorry. See ya. No, no. Ken Buck decided to effectively go scorched earth against his entire Republican party. He put out a message, a video message on social media where he said this, Americans are rightfully concerned about our nation's future. And if they're looking to GOP lawmakers, quote, their hope for Republicans to take divisive action may be in vain. Too many Republican leaders are lying to America, claiming that the 2020 election was stolen, describing January 6th as an unguided tour of the Capitol and asserting that the ensuing prosecutions are a weaponization of our justice system. It's pretty much a direct shot at Marjorie Taylor Greene, by the way. He continues, it is impossible for the Republican party to confront our problems and offer a course correction for the future while being obsessively fixated on retribution and vengeance for contrived injustices of the past, which of course is a direct shot at the Republicans in the house trying to impeach president Biden as revenge for Democrats impeaching Donald Trump twice. So Ken Buck called his party out, said, we're li- we're just, we're a bunch of liars. We're lying to America. We're not going to fix your problems. We're just engaged in retribution. We're interested in vengeance, not governing. So Ken Buck says I'm done. He's not done being a Republican, but he doesn't want to participate in this petty game anymore. And you know, what's interesting about this? Not just that he is a Freedom Caucus Republican, which Freedom Caucus, that's the far right freaks, right? And even this guy's like, hey, I can't be this much of a freak anymore. The thing is, we've seen this. We saw it last year with Adam Kinzinger, who now says that his own family members disowned him because he lost Sean Hannity's trust. He said that this past week. We saw it with Liz Cheney after she lost her primary last year. We saw it before all of that with Colin Powell saying, I'm done with the Republican party. We saw it with, with Walsh, right? You know, he was a freedom caucus Republican, Joe Walsh, freedom caucus Republican saw that they were just getting too insane. Saw the insanity of Donald Trump. He's like, guys, I'm done. It's becoming common for even some of the most far right Republicans to be like, listen, My party is nuts. 
And this is coming from the people inside the party. They're, they're, they're escaping. They're getting to the outside and they're screaming to the rest of us. These people are crazy. Now, I don't agree with the politics of any of these people I've listed, whether it's Kensinger, Walsh, Cheney, Powell, or Buck. I don't agree with them on any issues, really. But when they're telling the world that the party I am a part of has gone insane, we should listen to them. When they say that, hey, look, I'm telling you because I see it every day from the inside, we're a party of liars, we should listen to them. And we should amplify those voices. We don't have to agree with them on the issues. We probably never will. But if they're willing to take down the Republican Party, then maybe there's a little opportunity there. Or at the very least, maybe Democrats ought to put all these people together in one, you know, campaign ad and just remind the entire public that even Republicans think the Republican Party is completely insane. During the New York fraud trial that took place this week, it wasn't just Michael Cohen coming out, you know, with kind of his explosive testimony. It wasn't just Donald Trump's kids making complete fools of themselves and probably dooming the company with their testimony. We also had an expert witness for the prosecution uh, by the name of Michael McCarty, who destroyed one of Donald Trump's favorite defenses and possibly ended Donald Trump's only line of defense. Here's what happened. Well, before I even tell you what happened, let's talk about this defense, right? We have seen Donald Trump. I've read quotes from him just in the last seven days from truth social where Donald Trump says banks made a lot of money. I paid back all the loans. I did everything right. But most importantly, the banks made a lot of money, right? Cause that's what he keeps saying. Like, Hey, numbers, the numbers were not wrong. He insists, but you know, regardless everybody made money, right? Nobody was deceived or screwed out of money is what he's trying to say. Well, that's not exactly true according to this expert witness. So what happened at the trial was that a footnote from the summary judgment that judge Arthur Ingeron had already issued was brought up in court. And this was something that, that I didn't even know existed. And I think most people didn't know the footnote actually said, let me read it. The subject loans made the banks a lot of money, but the fraudulent statements of financial condition cost the banks lots of money. The less collateral for a loan, the riskier it is. And a first principle of loan accounting is that as risk rises, so do interest rates. Thus, accurate statements of financial condition would have allowed the lenders to make even more money than they did. So Mr. McCarty was asked, like, do you agree with this statement? And McCarty goes, oh yeah. So they then asked McCarty, like, okay, you've run the numbers. How much money did the banks lose by giving Donald Trump loans with interest rates based on his inflated values? And McCarty said the banks lost $168 million. To be exact, it's $168,040,168. That's how much more money the banks would have made if they had charged Donald Trump the proper interest rates. And those interest rates would have been based on his real values, his real assets. So they would have been higher than what he was given. 
banks made money, but they were also screwed out of $168 million in additional profit, which also means by the way, that Trump was technically able to save himself $168 million by lying to these banks. Now here's where things take an interesting turn. If judge Arthur Ingeron does not decide to go through with the disgorgement process, which I talked about earlier, or actually this past week, if he doesn't do that, that actually opens the door for these banks who lent him money to be able to sue him. Assuming of course, we have not run out the statute of limitations, which given the fact that the state can still sue over this, the banks should also be able to still sue going back all the way through this and a summary judgment that already says Donald Trump did it kind of does all of the legwork for these banks. So not only is Donald Trump's biggest legal defense pretty much destroyed now, but he may find himself in court again, being sued for $168 million that he should have paid the banks, but didn't because he lied to them. Donald Trump loves to paint himself as the only mentally competent person running for president right now, certainly more mentally competent than president Biden. Donald Trump said, everybody should have to take that person, man, woman, camera, TV test that he took and he'll put his results up against anybody else because his mind, he says, sharper than everyone out there. Now I've been talking about this a lot recently, but the reason I want to talk about it again right here is because CNN talked about it. Now, CNN doesn't quite have the viewership that they used to have, obviously, but CNN is still one of the big three cable news outlets and CNN has now had to start talking about Donald Trump's mental decline. And the CNN article, by the way, also mentions a recent segment that MSNBC did about Donald Trump's ongoing mental problems and those problems are plenty. And those problems are becoming more and more frequent, which indicates that perhaps Donald Trump's mental competency is eroding much faster than any of us thought. Now I've already talked about a lot of these instances and they include, include in no particular order, getting distracted by a fly, suddenly realizing that U S and United States both have the same letters, U and S that was weird but not as weird as when he said that he beat Barack Obama in 2016, when Barack Obama wasn't running for office, not as weird as when he said that Jeb Bush is the one who got us into the war in the middle East in 2001, when Jeb was the governor of Florida, he meant George W. Bush. He said that Victor Orban was the prime minister of, uh, what was it? He said he was the prime minister of Hungary, but he's actually the prime minister of Turkey. Obviously he also said that president Biden might get us into world war two. Yikes. World war two. Well, we, nobody wants that again. Trust me, but we also already had it. So unless president Biden has somehow made a time machine that he's not telling us about, then I, I don't think he's going to put us back in world war two 
Um, that, that would be quite a thing, but pretty sure Biden doesn't have a time machine. I'm like 99% sure president Biden doesn't have a time machine. I can't say for certain, just have, call it a hunch if you will. But in all seriousness, these gaffes, and there's, there's many, many more. I mean, these incidents I'm talking about, this is all from the last month, but the media is starting to pay attention. CNN and MSNBC, his Republican opponents are starting to pay attention. Nikki Haley called him out for it recently. Ron DeSantis has gotten to the point where he actually has a, uh, the, the Trump accident tracker. So they're just compiling all these video clips of Donald Trump saying stupid stuff, you know, like not remembering things, misremembering things, not knowing what year, who was where, not even knowing what city he's in, which of course happened this past week when he was in Sioux city, not Sioux falls. Um, so yeah, everybody has taken notice. The Biden administration is starting to highlight these gaffes from Donald Trump, not the Biden administration, sorry, the Biden campaign. The administration has to stay out of it. The campaign is the one that's doing it. The point is everybody notices. Everybody notices Donald Trump's very obvious mental decline at this point. Now, the problem is, according to Republican strategists, nobody seems to care, right? I mean, Donald Trump, obviously slipping a little bit, but physically wise, even though he's not a healthy looking dude, he's still spry. You got to give him that, right? But more importantly, it doesn't matter how many gaffes Donald Trump has. It doesn't matter how many time he, times he flubs the city that he's in or gets distracted by flying insects. His supporters don't care. All right, this is the guy who admitted back in 2016, I could go to fifth Avenue, shoot somebody not lose a supporter. Even if the person he shot was a supporter, they would probably tell him like, that was the best gunshot I've ever had, sir. Thank you. Like they love him that much. So his mental decline is not going to hurt him with Republicans, but if used properly, especially by the way, by his Republican opponents, let them do the dirty work, right? If they are the ones who go out there, highlight this all the time, that's going to stick in the minds of those independent voters out there. The Democrats keep their hands clean on the issue for now. Let the Republicans take the lead, attack Trump for his mental decline. And then once Trump is the nominee, replay from the Republicans, them attacking Donald Trump over his mental competency. See how that works? Like you're not saying it, you're getting them to say it. Now that may be just, you know, the <laughs> deep down political strategist inside of me, but I think it's a good strategy. I think Democrats should do it. And hopefully that's what happens moving forward. But whatever happens, it's undeniable that Donald Trump is slipping more than usual. And that's never a good sign for somebody that wants to be the president. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.